Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Welcome to the Art of Paid Traffic. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. I'm Rick Mulready, and this is episode number 56, where we're going to be talking all about copywriting with Ryan Johnson, who's a brand and content strategist, and he's also the head of editorial for Ramit Sethi at I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Lots of gold nuggets in this episode for you today. Can't wait to bring this one to you. If you've been listening to the show for a while now, big thanks for tuning in and listening each week. Really appreciate it. If this is your first episode, also appreciate you. Big welcome. Awesome to have you here. Now, before we jump into my talk with Ryan, I have an update for you on the scholarship winner for my FB Advantage Facebook ads uh, training program. And it's actually a big confession here. The winner that I announced in the last episode turns out that that person is already in the program. I had no idea. Remember, I told you I was picking a winner at random from the ratings and reviews for the show over on iTunes. And as it turned out, I later put two and two together and figured out that this person that I had announced is already in the program. And so I let him know and he was totally cool with it. So what I have done is I've chosen another winner. Now, just to kind of recap what this is all about, um, I asked people to leave a rating and review for the show over on iTunes if they wanted to be eligible to win a scholarship to my flagship Facebook ads training course called the FB Advantage Automated Facebook Ads Made Simple. And to be eligible, they had to leave a rating and review for the podcast over on iTunes by August 23rd. I actually extended that deadline by a couple of days. And it wasn't just people who were leaving new ratings and reviews. It was anybody who's ever left a rating and review for the show on, there on iTunes. So everybody was eligible and I chose a winner at random and it turned out that person 
um, was already in the program. My bad. Um, but I have gone back through and randomly chosen a winner. And I yes, I have cross-checked this uh, in our uh, database and made sure this person is not in the FB Advantage. And that new winner is Sean White. And his uh, review on iTunes there says, a must-have podcast in your business arsenal. Need the best marketing advice in a simple, targeted, and highly fun manner? Listen in as Rick gives you the inside scoop on how to leverage your marketing, especially with Facebook, and bring in consistent and certain results to your business's bottom line. A breath of fresh air for those looking for an expert to make Facebook advertising easy, easy and profitable. Thanks, Rick. Well, thank you, Sean White, for that rating review. You are the winner of the FB Advantage uh, scholarship. So I'm psyched to welcome you into the program. So to uh, get set up with that, email us at support at rickmulready.com and we'll get you taken care of there. For everybody who left a rating review for the show, really, really appreciate it. Don't, uh, don't stop now. Uh, really keep them coming. It's really helped jump the, um, the uh, rankings there in iTunes, which I really, really appreciate it. Now, also, as I mentioned, um, as I'm mentioning the, the program, the FB Advantage, enrollment is open for another day or so. So I'm releasing this on a Thursday. So depending on when you are listening to the show, enrollment for the FB Advantage, I have it open right now. It's been open for about two weeks now. It closes Friday, September 4th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. So I want to let you guys know about that. If you're ready to create security and predictability in your business, Facebook ads are one of the most efficient and effective ways to do that. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that because we talk a lot about it. And in the FB Advantage, I teach you how to create an automated stream of leads and sales for your business with Facebook ads so that you're scaling your business while you're not working harder or longer. And in addition to the training modules for the course, I've got uh, bi-weekly group Q&A calls with me, a private Facebook mastermind group, and also the opportunity for one-on-one coaching with me and a ticket to a special two-day live coaching event here in uh, sunny San Diego. So if you'd like to learn more about that, visit thefbadvantage.com. Remember, enrollment's closing Friday, uh, September 4th at 1159 p.m. Pacific time. All right, for today's episode with Ryan Johnson, Ryan breaks down how he recommends setting up a launch. And I asked him some uh, selfish kind of questions here, considering I've been going through a launch of my program. He goes through you know, how to um, break down everything from the email copy, the ads, sales pages, landing pages. You get some really cool tips there, something I hadn't really thought about, which I think you'll find really interesting. We talk about what is the very first thing that someone should consider when they sit down to write copy. You know, Is there a framework that Ryan recommends from which to start working uh, within? He talks about what are some big mistakes that novice copywriters make, any tips for uh, writing in your own voice. This is a big one for me where I came from the corporate. Uh, I have a corporate background and in, in, uh, I would spend 12 years there. So I left the corporate world in 2012. And, and after that, I kind of find myself slipping back from time to time into that sort of robotic corporate, uh, corporate uh, writing in my, in my copy. So we talk about, and Ryan kind of breaks down some tips for writing in your own voice. We get into headlines, Ryan's top tips for writing great headlines. Uh, he talks about writing the difference between writing copy for an ad and how that's different from writing copy for a landing page. 
And we, f- we finish off with some write- uh, copywriting resources that Ryan recommends for you to check out, which I'm linking all of that up in the show notes for today's episode, which again is at rickmulready.com forward slash 56. There is gold here in this conversation here with Ryan. So let's go hang out with him. All right, Ryan, welcome to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. How's it going, my friend? Very good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm really excited to be talking some copywriting with you today, but let's start right off with kind of share a little bit about what you've been up to, a little bit about your background and, and what you're doing uh, these days. Absolutely. So I am a, a brand and content strategist, and uh, I'm the head of editorial for Ramit Safety at I Will Teach You To Be Rich. So what does that mean? That means I specialize in how to develop and use content to achieve business goals. And, you know, this covers a whole spectrum here. We could be talking about ads, inbound marketing, sales, product launches, and so on. And you oversee all that? Uh, I don't oversee the technical parts of the ads, but the actual content. Sure. Okay. Deep in the content. And I, I take a very strategic brand-focused approach. You know, one of the things that I try to do is make sure that the total of all this content is greater than the sum of its parts. It's really easy to go down the rabbit hole on one piece and you end up with something that doesn't reflect the brand or doesn't add into the, the big customer experience. So definitely keeping an eye on the prize at the end. Sure. Are there some specific ways that you do that? A lot of it is taking the time to step back and really look at it holistically. You know, any, any piece of content, whether you're talking about Facebook ad or landing page or sales page, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. Sure. It's part of a whole process and really thinking about that whole process. And it's not just a bunch of documents either. It's the experience for the customer. What do they see when they come in? They first meet you. How does that change until they become a customer at the end? And then even what happens after that? And making sure that all of that flows and what you say in the beginning ties into what you say at the end. Now, are you talking about, I mean, are we talking everything from email copy to, so I'm assuming that we're talking about, let's just, let's just use a launch as an example. Um, you're talking about emails that are going to be leading up to the launch, emails during the launch itself, um, any kind of ads that are running, uh, sales pages, landing pages, that sort of thing. Am I missing anything in the middle there? Sometimes there is video, microsite pages, uh, you know, special things like that, but okay. that basically covers everything. What would be a good exercise? So you said kind of step back and look at the holistic overview of what you're trying to accomplish. What are some things that somebody who might be just starting out with a launch or getting ready to put together something like this or maybe like you do with me and I will teach you to be rich? What could something, what, what, what's an exercise that somebody could do to kind of help them get this process going? One of the best things you can do is to print everything out and put it on the wall in order. And if you, if you haven't created your launch yet, then go find another business that you like, go through their launch, go through their process. You know, maybe it's Dropbox. Go through the process, all the screens, take screen captures, print them all out, mm. lay it on a wall and step back and you can see what the process actually looks like. You know, what, what is the copy at the beginning versus at the end? You can look at them in one frame versus in 72 different windows on your computer. Sure, sure. I like that. I like that. Because I've, I've heard, you know, using like post-it notes 
and putting them up on the wall and being able to, I, I've heard it more so like putting a presentation together just because you can move stuff around and, and, and uh, you know, make edits and so forth. But I like that actually printing stuff out, looking at somebody else's launch and seeing what you like about it, what you don't like about it and sort of customizing it towards what you have going on in your own launch. Yeah, I, I love the post-it notes. I like, I use a lot of index cards when okay. I build something from scratch and you can lay them out on the floor. If you have a big enough whiteboard, uh, that's another great way to just put all the pieces into one visual frame. Sure. Now, as you're putting that together, what are some, so you're putting stuff together in sort of like a logical order, if you will, but what are some of the things like brand voice, um, you, you know, what you should be focusing on in the copy? Let's let's dive into that a little bit. How do you kind of get yourself into a place where you're able to answer those types of questions? This is a when I've helped a lot of clients, I come in and they'll say they're usually very specific. I want you to write this landing page or write this sales page, and you go in to write it and you have no idea what to say. Uh, just this blank page, it's terrifying. Where do I even begin? Right. And a lot of people get hung up there and they think that this is a copywriting problem. And it's actually not a copywriting problem. It's actually a brand problem. Mm. And what a lot of what I do with the, the people that I help is pull them out of copywriting mindset and force them to go into the brand mindset, dig deep into who are we talking to, like really understanding that. Why is it important to them? Why is this a burning, burning problem that they have to solve now? Why us? How are we different than all the kajillion different competitors out there mm-hmm. space? Really understanding those fundamentals. And once you get through those, more often than not, the copywriting solves itself. Because you've already answered those questions. You've already answered those questions. Yeah. And you, you've not answered them in a, a muddled way, but you've drilled down deep enough that you can answer it in a crisp sentence. Sure. Now, generally, um, do you like, and this is, I don't, I'm, you're probably going to give me a, it depends kind of answer, but <laughs> generally, do you like shorter copy on the, on the, on a landing page or on a sales page or longer copy? Or does it, or, you know, is it very specific to what the, you know, messaging is and what the goal is? Yeah, that's one of those, it depends. <laughs> okay. uh, and the, the way I think about a landing page, I mean, let's picture a landing page. What are the building blocks? that go into a good landing page, right? So you can take the copy, long, short, whatever style, as just one of those building blocks. The design is another one of those building blocks. And then there is the offer. What are you actually giving them at the end of this landing page? And the same is true for sales pages. And then there's the reader or the customer, the person on the other end of this. They're another building block. What most people do is, yeah, should it be long copy? Should it be short copy? Should I include a question here or not? How many bullets should I include? Should there be a video? Should there not? And of those four building blocks, like they're not equal. If you do, if you were to do an 80, 20 analysis, you know, which of these four blocks is vastly more important? And the answer is the reader. You have to know exactly who you're targeting, you know, what their burning needs are. If you know that, you'll have the answer to, should this be short? Should this be long? So is that the framework from which you work when you're starting this 
starting the, you know, to, to put together, let's just say a sales page or a landing page, is that the framework from where you start when you're starting to put this together? Yes. Everything starts with customer research. Everything starts with really understanding the brand. What would you say to someone who, who's like, I have a pretty, pretty good knowledge of who my customer is and what their needs are. But my thought is, is that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Ryan, is that you can always know more. You can always dive more, more deeply into it. Like, what would you say to that? What I typically do is give them a, a questionnaire that asks the basic brand questions. You know, what do they really want? Uh, what are they hoping to get? What does the product offer? And have them answer that. And if they're pretty sure they have a good understanding, what you find is a lot of discrepancies in their answers. You know, you say, oh, they're really interested in saving time. Um, but our product, everything we do is about saving money. And, you know, because these are in different pieces, you know, on the business and they haven't printed it all out and put it up on the wall, they don't see those disconnects. Mm -hmm. and, and once you find those disconnects, which the questionnaire helps with, which printing it out helps with, uh, then you can zero in. And then it's about, okay, well, is it time? Is it money? I mean, those are obviously related, but, you know, people think about them differently. Sure. Now, uh, this is kind of a follow up, following up to something that you said earlier. Um, we talked about understanding those questions and understanding the burning desires of who your target customer is. What are some big mistakes that novice copywriters make? Because I know that as part of your job with Marie, with Ramit, you help lesser experienced copywriters kind of get up to speed more quickly. So what are some ways that you do that? And I'm kind of like putting this all together because I think it's very similar. You know, what are some of those mistakes that you see that novice copywriters tend to make that are fixable, for lack of a better word, rather quickly? It's a good question. Common mistakes from beginning copywriters. Uh, one of the biggest is focusing on features and not benefits. Mm. And, uh, you know, any discussion of copywriting, you're going to go over features versus benefits. You know, features is how many widgets an item has in it and benefits is what it actually does for you. Uh, and most people sell features because it's easy and inside the business, you think about features all day long, Sure. but the customer really doesn't care about features. They care about benefits. And if you're going to sell them a feature, you need to follow it up immediately with the benefit. We include this type of windshield wiper and that's important because blah, blah, blah. You can see in the worst storms and, you know, it can save you in an accident. Gotcha. Okay. So really helping them to really understand the difference between features and benefits and always take every little piece that they put in and say, so what? Who cares? I mean, even just taking something that you write and go through with each line. Why is this important to the reader? What's in it for me? And if that's not spelled out, then... Spell it out in the copy. I love that. I love that. Now, as you're as you're talking about writing there and talking about you know focusing more on benefits rather than features, do you have any tips on writing in your own voice? I know this is something that I personally struggle with because I have a I came from the corporate background. I spent um, twelve years in corporate online advertising. So 
you know, I, I tend to kind of <laughs> fall back into that sometimes, especially <laughs> when I'm email writing and I'm like, like super stiff kind of writing, you know, and it's just like, man, who am I talking to? This is crazy. <laughs> um, and I have to kind of catch myself and sort of reel myself back in. Do you have any tips for really kind of focusing on writing in your own voice? There's a couple handy shortcuts. And one is to picture a specific person and imagine that you're communicating to that person. And, you know, one of the things you do in branding and copywriting is develop an avatar. So instead of saying, oh, my audience is people who want to interested in Facebook ads, right? Mm -hmm. For their small business. What's the specific person? Is it a guy? Is it a girl? How old are they? What type of business? How big is the business? Where do they live? And some of this is arbitrary, but when you put all of that together, you come up with this real person and you engage with it, with the avatar differently than you would with, I'm writing to my target market. There's an emotional connection that's there. And so just thinking about that can help. If you need additional help, one thing you can do is not write it. You can actually speak it, record it, and have it transcribed. Do you ever do that? Uh, I have done it. I've tried that before. <laughs> I just fumble along. I love that, and it totally makes sense. I've tried it before. For me personally, I've had such a hard time. I know other people who have done that, and it's brilliant. I just personally have a hard time with it. Some, it's not that... You'll speak it and they'll transcribe it and oh, magic. Right, right. It's ready to go. But what it can do is help you break through that tough concept. And then when you see how you explained it verbally, like, oh, okay, I'm going to pull that line out and put that line into the email. From your, from the, okay, from the, uh, it's sort of piecing it all together. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Now you mentioned Facebook ads and, and, uh, you know, I, I, that's my thing. And we talk a lot about Facebook ads here on the show. Do you ever write uh, copy for ads specific? Uh, I have. I don't do a lot of ads. Okay, it's more centered on the on the um, on the right the the copy itself, like email copy or in the landing page. Yeah, landing page, emails, sales pages. Okay. In your opinion, you know, and I know that you don't do a lot of the ad copy, but can you kind of share what a di- what the main differences might be like? How is writing copy for an ad different from writing copy for, say, a landing page or uh, a sales page? Obviously, the, the amount of space is different, but this sort of how you're approaching it. I approach it the same. Uh, and and it, you know, it really comes down to length and you know, all the different pieces that you need to get in there. Sure. But the, the core process is we have point A, which is really understanding the customer, like at a gut level, I, I know exactly what they want. I know how they're going to talk about that need and I know where they're at. So if you're talking about a Facebook ad, they're on Facebook, you know, they want to see what their friends are doing and, you know, celebrity gossip that popped up on Facebook. That's the mindset they're in mm-hmm. and you're going to interrupt them, right? Everyone hates getting interrupted. Uh, you know, nobody wants ads on Facebook. So if they're going to click on this ad, it has to engage them in such a way that they're not upset by it. it. Has to be very intriguing. The same goes true with an email or a sales page. You know, you start with where are they right now? What's their mindset? What's their biggest objection? And what can you do at the stop at the top 
you know, with the headline to hook them in and say, okay, I'll go to the next step. I'll read the next line. And from there, you know, it's about, so that's point A, right? Uh, the end point is the offer. You know, on a sales page, that's click here to buy. Sure. In an ad, it's you know, click here to learn more or whatever the offer is. Yep. And it's just the distance between the two is shorter. And because the offer in an ad is, is very, very small, it's click to learn more or click for free access, it doesn't take as much salesmanship to get them there. Whereas in a sales page, if you're going from, hey, maybe I'm interested to, hey, plop down hundreds, thousands of dollars, well, that takes a bit more salesmanship, a bit more time. you got to address more of their objections. Yeah. Now, speaking of objections there, um, thank you, by the way. You unknowingly kind of led me into the next question there. When it comes to, and this is a selfish question, Ryan, I'm, I'm, I want to just throw it right out there to you. I'm finishing up a launch right now of um, my flagship Facebook ads training course. And obviously, there's a lot of emails going out and, and sharing different uh, case studies and testimonials and objections and all that sort of thing. With the launch, are there certain email topics that you recommend, let, let's just say within the launch, that we kind of want to make sure, and granted, I understand this is going to be different for everybody, but is there sort of a framework from, you know, of certain points that we probably should be hitting in this, you know, the email series during a launch? When the way I think about it is at the very beginning, they're off doing whatever they're living their own life and you have to grab their attention and say, Hey, I'm doing this thing and this is why it's important for you. Mm -hmm. This is, this is the value that it can give you. So once you get to that point, they're going to have a whole lot of objections. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants to give somebody else their money unless it's such a no-brainer that, yes, here, take it. Give me that because whatever you're selling is, is much, much better than this cash in my wallet. So you have to know exactly what those objections are and the common ones that come up all the time. Oh, it's too expensive. Oh, I don't have time. Uh, I'm really busy. I don't understand this. Is this going to work for me? Yep. Those are those general ones. And you'll want to know, are there specific ones? You know, for your Facebook course, what objections would they have about learning Facebook? What objections would they have about learning Facebook from you? Yeah. want to go through all of those. Make sure you have good answers. You want to prioritize them. Which ones are the questions that everybody's asking? Which ones are the sort of miscellaneous ones that you can throw into a PS? Sure. And, and build your emails around those questions. Okay. I like it. I like it. Let's talk about um, a couple more questions here for you, Ryan. Let's talk about headlines. What are your, what are your best tips on, on, on headlines and writing good headlines? And I kind of group headlines, and, and correct me if, I'm, if, if maybe I'm off base here, but I kind of group headlines into subject lines for email subject lines as well. What are some tips for, for creating great headlines? My the number one tip is write a gajillion of them. Okay. Uh, just write as many as you can. Because the first ones you're going to do are, they're going to be the obvious ones. You know, three tips to do blank. Pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, and once you sort of scrape that off, then you're going to have to start exploring different areas. And, and you'll know you've kind of tapped out when they start to get really obviously bad. Okay. <laughs> but forcing yourself to go through that process can open up a whole lot of doors. And sometimes the actual headline that you end up using, you take a piece of your 10th headline and you take the second half of your 20th headline and together that's amazing. Yeah. So that, that's tip number one. Uh, tip number two would be 
check out your swipe file. Um, swipe file is, you know, just save interesting articles, emails, landing pages, sales pages that you run across. You can just Google swipe file. There are companies that will sell one to you. Uh, you can find them in books. You know, any classic copywriting book is going to have a lot of great examples and just see what they're doing. One of the, one really good ex, uh, exercise that you can do for your business is look at a lot of classic ads uh, or sales page or landing pages and rewrite them for your business. So take the classic, mm. you know, what's a classic, the Volkswagen ad, right? With the, you know, the lemon, mm -hmm. yep. the, take that ad and rewrite it. So if you're selling toy figurines, rewrite it for toy figurines. If you're selling toilet bowl cleaner, rewrite it for toilet bowl cleaner. And then take another ad, take the Apple ads. What would that look like for your toilet bowl cleaner company? And it, it teaches you different ways to use all of these elements. And the headline being one of the biggest, you'll get a lot of different approaches to using headlines. I like that because I've heard, you know, I've heard the strategy or the suggestion of taking old, you know, pieces of copy, sales letters or whatever, and just simply rewriting them so that you get to kind of over time and just doing it over and over and over you kind of learn what the format is and how they're, you know, writing the copy and so forth. But I, I like this. You're taking a step further and saying, okay, do the same thing, but write it for your own product or service. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you don't want to steal anybody's copy. That's not going to help you. Yep. Uh, but what you learn from it and just absorb from it uh, will make headlines a whole lot easier. Yeah. I love that. Now you mentioned um, sort of final question here for you, Ryan, you mentioned there, about resources and stuff, what copywriting resources would you rec recommend for people to uh, check out if they want to improve everything that we're talking about here today? The, the list of classic copywriting books is, I mean, it's pretty well known. You got Claude Hopkins, Eugene Schwartz, John Caples, Joe Sugarman. Uh, any of those are going to be a great place to start. I find once you read a handful of them, you start to notice the threads, you start to notice when they're repeating and you can say, oh, okay, these, these five concepts are the, are the biggest ones to go with. Mm -hmm. Even more than that, though, I would say copying successful ads, you know, translating it to your specific business yep. is going to be the biggest one. I love that. I, I, have a, I have just have a uh, – I'm actually looking in – I have my notes in Evernote, and I just keep a copywriting uh, notebook within Evernote. So I just clip it. Like whenever I see something I like, I just kind of clip it into that file so I can go back and reference stuff later or if I'm looking for ideas I just you know just use the Evernote web clipper it's super easy with a couple of clicks and it's done so I love that strategy of building a, uh, a swipe file up stuff absolutely so Ryan where can people connect with uh, with you online if they want to learn more about what you and what services you have to offer and uh, everything that you have going on as I said I'm head of editorial for Ramit uh, that website is I will teach you to be rich .com, and my personal website is ryanwjohnson.com. Awesome. I'll be okay. sure and link those up in the uh, in the show notes for today's episode. Ryan, this has been really great. I'm already, as I was going through, I said, I'm thinking to myself, all right, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this a few more times because there's a lot of uh, a lot of gold in here. So thanks so much for, uh, for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. Really appreciate it and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. All right. Hope you got a lot out of this conversation here with Ryan. Super smart guy that we can all learn a ton from. So definitely check out his work, both at I Will Teach You To Be Rich and his personal website. I have those links over on the show notes page for today's episode, rickmulready.com forward slash 56. And a real quick tip on that, 
as Ryan mentioned towards the beginning of this conversation here, he talked about you know finding somebody else that you have respect for and watch how they launch and just sort of break it down. I highly recommend that you check out what uh, Ramit does with his launches there at I Will Teach You To Be Rich. And obviously, Ryan is overseeing the uh, editorial por- uh, portion there. They put out a sales page for one of their programs a few months ago, and it was the best sales page that I've ever seen. Everything from the layout to the copy, it was great. Um, I definitely add that to my swipe file um, over in Evernote to go back and reference later. So definitely check out their work, what they're doing there. Good, good stuff. Again, also, don't forget, if you're interested in learning more and enrolling in my flagship Facebook ads training program, the FB Advantage Automated Facebook Ads Made Simple, visit the fbadvantage.com before Friday, September 4th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time because that's when enrollment closes. The program is great whether you're just starting out or if you're more intermediate to advanced and you're looking to take things to the next level, would love to work with you inside the program there. All right, my friends, that's all for today's show. Got a lot more coming your way in the next episode though. So until then, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.